0: What's up, friends? Oh, welcome back to another episode of NFT 365. And I tell you what, uh, one of the things that I, you know, I'm excited for this conversation today because for me, a lot of the the things that I've been doing in my career, a lot of the things that I get to do on stages around the world, and really a lot of things I get to do, uh, you know, here even here with the podcast and Web3, is really think about, you know, how do we shift perspective, right? I like to think you know I am a, a a change evangelist and I'm curious if any of you that are listening do you feel like you are also, you know, a change evangelist which really just means when you see something that is going to disrupt or change or you know maybe even shift the way that you approach things the, you take a kind of a a more open approach to like oh I'm cu-, like almost like a curiosity element right like and um and I would say like one of the things for me that has always been like in my life was that like I was never thrown off by something changing from a standpoint of day to day, but at the same time, i 'm also one that is not easily you know um, let's just say influenced. like I, I mean I will oftentimes ask the tough questions, I will push back on people, um, and in for the most part, unless I am, am completely new or naive to the topic. I will I will kind of always lean back on to well do your own damn research which we all of course know is our mantra here uh at the podcast. But with that being said, you know one of the things you know for you know those that are are holding uh our NFTs supporting our our podcast, we are doing a masterclass this week. And so yesterday we talked about um you know buying and 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 kind of like the nuances of of crypto and you know everything from exchanges to the different marketplaces. Today we talked a lot about creator consistency and and some of the things that I've learned through launching my podcast through um, some of the things with our our creator coin, our ADHD coin. And then of course, you know, I have a, we're doing 5 days this week. So if you're a super fans uh, NFT holder um, you'll be able to jump into the Zoom uh, one day, each one of the days this week, and you'll also get the recordings. Um, there are some uh, Superfans NFTs available. For those that are interested, you can go check them out. Just go to ADHDcoin.com. Uh, you can click on the NFT marketplace um, and check that out there. But with that being said, you know the one of the things that happened during today's Masterclass actually inspired uh, today's podcast episode. And the thing that it was really the conversation came down to you know, and it was it was shared in multiple formats, right? And I'll 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 kind of tell you it from a high level, but then we'll kind of kind of drill it back down. But it was I'm trying to convince or influence my friends or my family or my circle of people to buy NFTs or to you know buy uh, ADHD coins, and a lot of them aren't willing to do so or aren't into you know the the piece of it. And I will tell you, you know, it's so funny. We, we often forget, like, there was a point um, for almost all of us that we also weren't interested in getting into this, uh, this space. And so the first thing I want to kind of do is I'm going to challenge everyone. I want you to think about this. When you were first told about NFTs, when you were first told about cryptocurrency or the metaverse, I want you to write down, like, what, what were some of your first, like, thoughts? Like, what were the things that you were like, oh... Oh, like, what? Like, or like, do you mean this or that? Like, I want you to write those down because I'm going to share a couple of mine because the reason I think this is important is that when we are thinking about, like, you know, we, our goal is not to force people to change. Our goal is to hopefully help shift their perspective or, or you know, change their mind about something based on our perspective, right? So, like, for me, I don't, you know, if someone tells me, like, you know, they hate something and they'll never get into something, I'm not one that's going to become kicking and dragging and, you know, trying to convince them by using the same, you know, words or vernacular. I will tell you what my approach often is, is like, oh, okay. So they're not interested in the metaverse. But I do know that they are a big fan of automation and that they love you know, that Zoom video, Zoom meetings really, you know, aren't requiring them to go back into the office. So now how can I present the metaverse to them in a way that isn't telling them about the metaverse, but really it's about opening their, that, you know, mindset so that then I can help try to shift their perspective. And I will tell you, like, when I first heard about the metaverse, I'll just tell you what I thought, right? I was like, metaverse. I'm not into gaming. I don't really want to play. Like, I understand that's out there. And, and I, I, for me, I'm actually a big believer in augmented reality. Uh, I had Google Glass. I, we tried to help. Uh, we implemented Google Glass in the data center that I worked for um, to really be able to see a lot of the, the data and the information that is not visible in the, in the physical world. So I'm a huge fan of augmented reality. Virtual reality, I, I like virtual reality um, because I'm not a gamer myself. I think I often, um, I struggle often to, uh, you know, commit to virtual reality for a long term, but I, I see the value in it. Um, I've had some great virtual reality experiences. But I will tell you, like, my first impression when I heard, when someone, and, and I was actually our, one of our past guests, Joel Kamm, when he was like, Brian, I'm getting into cryptocurrency, like, there's this really cool aspect of of cryptocurrency, and it's being built on the blockchain, and it allows us to, like, really add a layer of currency at scale and move away from the dollar. And I remember my first thought was, well, first off, I'm not an econ major. I am not great at like finance isn't my number one strong suit. And like, why do I need to get away from the dollar? Like the dollar to me has like, I mean, I don't, I don't know anything different. And I've always had the dollar. So like, I'm not really into that. And then I remember when I was, you know, presented um, NFTs the first time. And they would say, Brian, you don't understand like this photo, if you hold on to it, this is like this image. And it wasn't a bored ape. I actually believe the first one that was ever presented to me, it might have been a Crypto Kitty. I think it might have been a Crypto Kitty. And someone said, Brian, they're only like $300. You should you know, jump in and get one. And I said, well, why do people want to collect them? And they were like, well, because there's a finite amount of them. There's only, there's only a certain amount of them. And, and each one has like a different, like you can build a story around it. And then there's like the inter- intellectual property play. And I remember thinking like, well, why would I like want to buy one of those when I can just like pay or hire an artist to design me art that I want to use as uh, intellectual property? And the person that was kind of talking to me about NFTs didn't really do a great job of like, you know, explaining to me what that, what the difference was, but they also didn't do a great job, uh, you know, in my personal opinion of identifying like what, you know, what was the question I was asking and why was I even asking that question? So hopefully those that are listening at home, and if you're driving, hopefully you're not doing this, uh, don't do this when you're driving, but you know, if you wrote down some of the things that you, like your first impressions of the space, now I want you to think about You know, these friends or family, maybe there are people, maybe it's your boss, maybe it's a coworker, maybe it's, you know, uh, if you're an agency, maybe it's your client and they're like, yeah, we're going to get NFTs, but right, whatever they say after the but, there's two ways to look at this. And I think that's even funnier, like whatever they say after the but, (laughs) I know I'm laughing at myself here. Um, Hey, that's that's just kind of where we're at in Web3 right now. But the, that part, it, really what you have to listen for is, you have to listen for what they are saying, but also listen for what they're not saying. And in many cases, it comes down to n- not knowing what they don't know, or knowing what they don't know, or knowing that they don't know something, right? Like, let's face it, a lot of times when we present something to someone, it's very hard for them to say, I don't know anything about it, or can you teach me more? So we have to do a better job of opening up that dialogue. And I know this is kind of like a, it's a play on like um, our, you know, it's EQ and IQ. It's a little bit about like understanding the human condition, uh, understanding how to use um, emotions, you know, for us or against us. And usually what I like, the way that I like to position things when I'm talking to somebody is if they're, uh, they're like, I and I, I had this this past weekend. Someone's like, Brian, I can't believe like you're into NFTs like definitely not a place that i expected you to be playing in. And I, and you know that's what someone's you know was saying to me, right? Like that's what they were they were coming to me with. And i said, "Oh, like what about NFTs surprises you that i'm involved in?" Right? Cuz i could have easily been like, "Man, you don't understand. Let me tell you why NFTs are amazing." But rather than doing that, i said, "You know, what about NFTs meant surprising that that i'm involved in?" And they're like, "Well, you know, like you're not really like an art guy. And I know you believe in like community and technology, but you know, like, are you trying to hang out with like these crypto bros? And like, and, and, and when they were saying that I was under, I was listening for, okay, who or what has been influencing their view on NFTs? Because they are surprised I'm in this space. Therefore, whatever has, has, they've been exposed to, probably doesn't connect the things that they know about me. Right. And that's what we have to learn from. And I remember like kind of like I was listening um, to uh, the person that was telling me this and they were talking about like the person that had told them about NFTs. Uh, I believe they actually first were shown an alien friend and were like, hey, look at this art. And like and then they were shown a cool cat and they're like, Brian, the art kind of seems kind of cartoonish or kiddish. Um, and you know, it it had like kind of like a gaming feel, like apparently they're doing something in the metaverse and like, you're not really a gamer. And then they they were talking about like this idea that, um, you know, you have to spend all this time, um, in these like different channels and this other app. Um, and they're like, Brian, I know you don't have the time to be doing that. And so I, I, I let them finish. And then I was like, you know what, it's, you know, it's interesting. Like that, that, you know, that was your exposure. And I was like, for me, you know, NFTs have been a, it's been a wild ride and this is, when I, this is when I think a lot we can make a mistake or we can really kind of turn people's kind of uh, view on this entire thing. And this is where I think we have to position what we are going to tell people from our perspective, not on the what, right? The what is the NFT. So it's not about like, they don't care how many NFTs I've owned. They don't care that I'm buying one every single day because at this point, whatever I'm buying doesn't make sense to them. But, but if, you list, if you think about that person that you're talking to or with, what are the things that they care about? So this person that was uh, having this conversation with me um, the other day, I know for a fact, hands down, that they are a, an amazing, I mean, amazing speaker coach. And they coach other speakers on delivering their message. And they're also a big advocate and ally and, and proponent in the LGBTQ plus uh, community. And they're really focused on, you know, not only understanding, you know, helping educate on diversity and inclusion, but also really kind of like leading the way in this space and like what this uh, space provides. And so I, I was listening to, uh, you know, as they were sharing and what, the way that I positioned this was, well, actually, you know, one of the things that you and I both agree on is like serendipity online, especially in social media, is very hard to come by. And the the thing that we both you know you know like believe in as far as like how do we empower voices that for far too long have been silenced and how do we shift the narrative around complex topics. And I will tell you, you know, some of the NFTs I've purchased have opened up doors into communities that have taught me things that I was unaware of about indigenous people and and some of the things that were going on with their land, and it also taught me about some of the things that I kind of misrepresented in in some uh, areas, and it's also allowed me to join some communities that are predominantly uh, you know run by female led uh, you know leaders, and but they've welcomed me in. I've I've actually been able to grow and and lean in, and then the last thing I said was, the other part of it was you know it's really allowed me to find people that share my values and like my, my goals. But it also allows me to take a sense of ownership and be able to own and invest in people that, you know, I want to support. And I remember like, and and this was on uh, on a FaceTime that we were having this conversation and I remember seeing his face and he was like, Oh, so you're telling me like if an NFT is like a, a women led project focused on, you know, women entrepreneurs that by just like holding that NFT, by investing that you're, you're supporting that community. And if you own one of those NFTs, it'll now give you access to hang out with those people and, and see those people and get to know those people. And I was like, yeah, I mean, and like, think about that in all the communities that we have. Uh, And I was like, the beauty of it is it's not open for everyone, right? There's a finite amount of, of people that have the NFTs that have access to this. And I remember like he was just like, "Wait a second, and I could see the wheels moving." And I was like, "But trust me, nFTs aren't for everyone, um, you know, especially because you have to have some crypto and wallets, and I could always help you set that up. but um, you know, if you're ever interested, I'll even like help you set up a wallet, and I'll airdrop you one of my nFTs. I'll send you one of mine um, if you want to go splash around in in uh, one of these communities that I think you'll you would love." And immediately he froze, and he was like damn it, now I need to go learn more about NFTs and really what it can do for the causes that I believe in. And so the reason I, I think that's such an important piece is like, there's multiple things in like sharing the narratives that we have to convey. And I will tell you, part of the other thing that we have to get good at is we have to position things so that other people think it's their idea or that they, we have to allow other people to have the aha moment without realizing that we are giving them the aha moment because we are, we understand them at that point. So like when I'm talking to a business or a brand or an event and they're like, Brian, I really want to launch NFTs, but we're not really sure about it. We're, we're, we're kind of confused on you know, what's needed. One of the things I will often push back on, I'll say, well, what problem are you trying to solve? And they might be like, well, we're actually like not really sure, but we know that's something that we need. I'll say, well, why do you believe you need it? And like, what would success of deploying this NFT look like? And and anyone that knows me, and and I haven't shared this a lot on the podcast, but you know, like that's one of my favorite questions to ask on every phone call I have with clients is, you know, when they'll say, Brian, you know, we want to work with you as an influencer, Brian, we want to hire you to speak at, at our upcoming event. Do you have any questions for us? And I'll be like, oh, I just have one question. I'm just curious like what does success look like for you? If I if I if I could go up there and give the greatest presentation of my life, what would that success look like? Like how would you quantify that? And most of the time people are like wow, that's a great question. No one's ever asked me that before. And sometimes they'll go directly to like numbers and they'll be like, "Well, we want our reviews afterwards to be at 80% positive or something." And I and I will kind of usually push back and say, "So, do you want me to deliver content or share this just so people like me? And they're like, "Oh, no, 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 no. That's not what we want." And then I'll say, "Well, let me throw out a couple of the of the takeaways or the value propositions that I'm going to be presenting, and you tell me which ones are like a priority and most important to you." And most people get excited about that, right? And then they're like, and I will say like okay we're going to talk about you know people getting over imposter syndrome people understanding it's important for them to tell their own story people understanding the power of content creation we're going to talk about how you know social media is about being social we're going to share about community being the future of business we're going to talk about collaboration being the the fuel and the and the actual you know connection between you know, innovation will be actually fueled by collaboration and, and they'll usually stop me and they'll go, well, yeah, if we can just get people to realize that their story matters and that the future of business is community, that's what success will look like. And then this is where I will come back and say, okay, well, actually I think a great use case that we could actually think about this is like, if we could give everybody an, a feeling of ownership in this community, and what we're doing, you know, who's involved. If we could give them that like sense of ownership, I feel like that would really, you know, help give people kind of a little bit more um, connection to what you're going on. And like, oh, I love that. I absolutely love that. And I was like, and then the other part of it, you know, from a standpoint of people need to tell their story, you know, maybe what we could do is we could, we could really, you know, tap into your existing uh, fans and we could have them submit like uh, artwork or ideas that, that really, you know, they, they think of or resonate with what um, your business or your event is about. And they're like, oh my goodness, that's a great idea. And they'd be like, Brian, I, I, I'm glad I didn't tell you to, to you know, p- pitch us on NFTs because what you're pitching us right now is exactly what we want. And I will say, well, actually, the way that we're going to deliver that is via NFTs, We're going to ask your employees to submit different artwork, either from their family, their kids. And that artwork is going to be what we're going to display on the NFT. We're also going to let people know that this NFT is not just a a piece of art. It's just not just like a nice to have or a collectible, but there's an ownership aspect of it. And everybody that that holds this NFT is going to get a vote in next year's event on what community activities we have for next year's event. And all of a sudden their mind is blown because I'm actually solving the problem they wanted and mapping it to how they're measuring success. And I'm doing so via NFTs. So for those playing along at home uh, with our POP or proof of podcast, our proof of podcast word today uh, is ownership. So just jump over to nft365podcast.com slash POP, P-O-P, and put in the word ownership, and uh, that will be today's uh, proof of podcast listening. And I think that word ownership is an important one. The other important aspect of, of Web3, NFTs, creator coins especially, is we have to shift people away from transactional thinking. And you might be like, what are you talking about, Brian? Well, when you think about stuff that you're buying online, right? if I buy software if I, if I purchase an online course, if I buy someone's ebook, I'm, I'm sending them money and return, they're sending me the product or service. Well, in this space with NFTs and with our creator coins, like our ADHD coin, you're not actually sending anything to me, right? Like if we think about this, like in a, in a, in a, you know, transact, you know, the difference between transaction and non-transactional, right? In, In a way, For an NFT, you're trading in your ETH for something that is of equal value, that has an image and gives you access to things. If you are buying ADHD coin, which is our creator coin or social token, you're purchasing and I'm putting them in your wallet. You're not actually ever sending them to me unless you want to purchase something additional that maybe we're we're offering. But the beauty of this is you still own and, and have like that power and that ownership in the digital space, I believe is, is part of the biggest part of the, the equation. The last thing is, you'll notice on this podcast, I give a lot of use cases and examples, a ton of them, right? When I talk about like, you know, when the car you buy, there's designer handbag that you buy, um, the, maybe it's the, um, you know, the days off that you give your employees, I believe all of them should be delivered in NFTs. You might be wondering, like, why do I give so many different use cases and variables, yet, you know, right now, most of the focus is on, you know, PFP art uh, and community type uh, projects. Here's the reason, is that I believe if we just give people kind of like what they either expect, what they've already heard, or in some cases, we just give them one use case, it is extremely hard for someone to relate. And here's the magic of this whole thing is our ability to be relatable with those that we are talking to is the key to this entire equation. Now, it's not saying that you being relatable all of a sudden is going to have the magic weapon. But I, I like to think of it as if I can get someone to have, the, have that open mindset, I'll gift them their first NFT. I'll send them ADHD coin. Even you know, those that are listeners right now, like if you sign up for an account... Um, and jump into, the, uh, into our Discord, more often than not, I'm going to gift you your first coins, right? Because I want you to have them in your wallet. I want you to experience some of the utility that you get. I want you to feel you know, when you get the rewards on Sunday just based on holding these coins. But, but I will tell you, the magic sauce in, I mean, and I believe this is in all marketing as a whole. Like you can write this down and take it to the bank. I actually believe the future of marketing, anything, is relatability, our ability to relate with our cu- customers, our target audience, in a way that allows us to convey authority, to define what you know success looks like, to help solve their problem, but do it from a place of relatability. We've all we've all heard that, like, and, and this is like my like problem with this NFT space, right? Like the things that people hear are like. Man, someone that bought an NFT, a Moonbirds NFT for $43,000 yesterday just sold it for two hundred grand. They made $160,000. Now for some, you're like, oh my goodness, I'm going to tell my friends about that. They're going to jump in. But here's what I hear whenever I, I hear that. Man, it must be nice to have $43,000 to take a risk on buying that Moonbird and, and getting lucky. So the problem with that is like we, by simply giving examples they either have a high barrier to entry or a complex system, right? Like I, one, of, one of the other ones that I heard recently, it was actually on a TikTok. Someone was like, you know what? All I had to do was six hours a day. I needed to, pl- I had, I needed to play to earn. So I was playing this game for six hours a day and I'm now making $150 in passive income. i have able to turn that into another NFT. And then by waiting to midnight, I was one of the first people to press the button. And they're like, that's why you should be in NFTs, you know what that, that, that sounds like to me when I hear that? Wait, six hours a day playing a game? Like, I don't, have six, I don't have six hours in a week, maybe not even six hours in a month to play a game. Wait a second, I have to either do all that just to make that $100 passive income and then I got to stay up to midnight and be like the lucky one that presses the, the damn button first? Nah, I'm, I'm not into that, it's not my thing, right? Like, if you think about it that way, right? And then the last thing I'll share from a, uh, an NFT perspective is most of the time we're trying to convince people to be a collector of NFTs. But I actually think the, the best way of breaking down the barrier is actually helping them see that they could create NFTs themselves. But, but, big but here, you have to be a collector before you're a creator. What I mean by that is, if someone's like, man, Brian, I don't understand NFTs. I mean, we have some speaker friends or somebody that are, are getting into NFTs, but, you know, it just doesn't make any sense to me, and I, I don't really collect things, and I don't have enough time to spend, you know, with, like, crypto, and, like, you know, I, I just want to, if I'm going to spend my money on something, I just want to, you know, see what it does. What I like to come back on that is, like, actually, you know, aren't you an author? Like, I mean, think about it from your book perspective. Like, wouldn't it be cool that, like, if you knew, if you had at your disposal access to everybody that bought your book, and if you wanted to add on a new chapter to your book, you could simply airdrop, you could send that to every single person that, that currently um, owns your book. And they'd be like, well, Brian, well, couldn't I do that right now? Like I could, if I had their email address, I'm like, well, you don't have their email address. When someone buys it at Barnes and Nobles or whatever, you know, you might have a little like call to action in there, but how many people sign up for th- their email list? And he's like, probably not many. I was like, but what if they got something when they bought the book that they had to connect that code or that information, and they got an NFT. And when they got that NFT, you now know their um, you know wallet address, and you also know that they bought their book, right? They they bought the book. They now have the NFT, and and you can tell them that because they have that NFT, they're going to get free access to upcoming webinars that you have. But on top of that, you now have this direct line of communication. And people feel a sense of ownership that they can tell people like, hey, I have this book. Even if they give the book away, they might want to keep the NFT because it shows something that they actually consumed of yours. Imagine if you launch your next book and instead of you trying to garner all that same momentum up, you told everybody that bought your first book that has that NFT that you're going to give them buy one get one free of that book, and they can they can order it ahead of time and be the first person for an entire week to own your book because you want to celebrate them. Like, what author wouldn't want that to be the case? Now, yes, there's some education. Yes, there's some things that you're going to have to put into place. But the key and the reason I I, I use this whole episode to kind of hit this home is that I know it can be lonely, it can be frustrating, it can be it can be oftentimes difficult to talk about what Web3 is to people, right? Until you're in it and people feel it and experience what this whole th- journey is about, it can often be a struggle. But what I can tell you is that if you focus not on trying to convince them that, what you, that they should be doing what you're doing, rather you should listen and be empathetic towards them, understand how you can relate some of your experiences to things they care about, I can pretty much guarantee people at least are going to take an open mind to revisiting it. Now, you can't guarantee someone might revisit it and say, "Hey, this isn't for me. It's not my uh, my cup of tea," or it might not be um, right fit for me, and that's perfectly fine, right? And I think that's kind of the beauty of this whole, you know, daily podcast. It's the beauty of us buying an NFT every single day for a year is that, you know, I will tell people like, you know, if you want to see like the different kinds of NFTs that there are, just go over to our podcast website. You don't even have to listen to a podcast episode. Just click on, on Mint365 at the top, and you can scroll through the last 166 NFTs that I bought one every day. And some of them are music ones, some of them are fashion, some of them are gaming, some of them are one of one art, some of them are PFP, some of them are play to earn, some of them are, are play to learn, some of them are um, more just, hey, this is something nostalgia. Um, some of these are access to communities. Some of these are access to masterminds. A couple of them are access to offline events or you know great experiences. For me, I love being able to shift people's perspective by sharing my perspective. But the requirement for that is they need to enter with an open mindset. And in most cases... People, when you're talking up NFTs and crypto, they're not coming with an open mindset. And so now it's up to you. Like this is literally up to you. It is now up to you to decide how do I open their mindset? Not how do I convince them to the change, but how do I help them realize that, that their view or their opinion on this is only, it was only influenced by one person and they should take a different mindset, a different approach, a different way of kind of looking at all of this. Hopefully, for all those that are listening, I'm going to help each one of you bring on a friend or a family member into the NFT space. And I'm going to tell you, if you are already a listener, already, you know, holding uh, ADHD coin maybe, and you're in our Discord, if you bring in a friend or someone in your community into our Discord, let us know. Like, say, hey, Brian, I, I brought this person in, or hey, uh, you know, to the entire community, um, one of my friends is here now. I can I can tell you without a freaking hesitation, that our community will welcome them with open arms. In many cases, I will gift them some coin to get them started. They can start to open up their mindset and they can get to know others in our community. So if you're interested in checking that out, of course, you can check it out at uh, in our Discord. It is discord.gg discord.gg/ADHDcoin. ADHD uh, You can jump in there. You don't have to have coin uh, to join our Discord. Uh, you can check out, you know, we talk about podcasts. We talk about NFT projects. We talk about ADHD. We talk about mental health. We talk about just about everything and anything because, well, I'm a proud multi-hyphenate, and uh, that's what this is all about. So, my friends, I know it can be frustrating. I know it can be overwhelming to not have like maybe your friends or your family understand what you're doing. But I want you to try this out next time. Rather than trying to convince them that they should be in this doing what you're doing, share your perspective and do your best to share like a use case that might open their mindset and have them revisit things once again. I can promise you, you're probably going to have, you're going to have more, better success than those that you're trying to you know, beat over the head with a, with a mallet to just convince them uh, that NFTs, creator coins, metaverse, and cryptocurrency is where it's at. Until tomorrow, my friends, make it a great day. Remember, today's pop is ownership. Cheers. This show is not financial advice, so do your own.